We're going to look to God's word this morning, Psalm 11, as we get started. It says, praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. Amen. That's our God. Let's let's go to him and pray and give thanks. Uh, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity just to come and uh, connect with you, connect with your people. Thank you for just creating uh, the community of love. It's founded on the gospel and founded on your grace and founded on your direction for us to just love each other. Lord, we consider ourselves privileged to be in your family and pray that you would just fill us right now with your spirit. Help us to draw near. Help us to lay down the things that are uh, causing distance between ourselves and you. And God, we just want to be close. We want to love you. We want to bear good fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Right, if you're comfortable standing, let's stand. We'll sing God So Loved. For the wonders of Him. 
is waiting God so loved the world Amen He loves us Amen Zephaniah 3.17 says the Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save He will rejoice over you with gladness He will quiet you by His love He will exalt over you with loud singing so our God is, is here in our midst right now. He loves you. He's working uh, to bless you. He's working for your good. So let's sing this to him, Waymaker.
and care for one another. And so that is summarized in the Ten Commandments. And today we're on this one for honoring God's name in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. And um, let me just read the verse here for you. Exodus 27, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Um, Everybody always thinks about cussing when they hear this, okay? And I would say that, yeah, that's probably included in this particular command, but I could think of plenty of other verses that really would speak to our speech. Uh, for example, Ephesians 4, uh, 29 says, Let no corrupt, corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion. Uh, and it says, That it may give grace to those who hear. So as believers, you know, our mouths are, uh, the words we use are supposed to build up, not tear down. And so I'm thinking that, you know, most of the time people are using cuss words, it's not because they're trying to build somebody up, right? Uh, it's, 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 it's to tear them down, all right? And so uh, I'm not saying that none of the cuss words, and I'm not going to go through the list, you know. Um, <laughs> somewhere I came across this week that, you know, the, well, I'm not going to go there. The, George Carlin had his famous video on words you can't say on TV, right? Because he was trying to stand up for free speech and all that stuff. Um, but, but, but the thing is, is, is I think that, yes, you know, some of the words that people use to cuss people out are definitely using God's name in an irreverent way, and that would fall in this. But, but, but this is not just about cussing. It, it's, so, it's just so much more, and that's what I'm, I'm trying to get at uh, as we look at this uh, this verse and what is behind this, and, and and let's just look at you know what is this commandment really forbidding? What is God really saying that He doesn't want us to be doing? Um, and then um, on on the flip side, we'll say you know why would He say that? What what's behind that? Okay, um, and so common ways of interpreting and applying this command would be um, the following. So. Um, you know, what is it getting at? Well, don't blaspheme or curse God's name. Um, and where do we run into that? Well, Leviticus chapter um, 24, verse 16 says, Whoever blasphemes in the name of the Lord shall surely be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him, the sojourner as well as the native, when he blasphemes in the name shall be put to death. And, you know, what is this really speaking of? It's basically talking about speaking with contempt about God. It's, it's um, basically uh, being defiantly irreverent about God, flippantly you know, saying things about God that are, un, you know, that are just like antagonistic towards God, um, blasphemous things. And um, so you know, we're not stoning people today for that, okay? You, you know, depending on what happens, it might be a church discipline situation if somebody's claiming to be a believer and then would say all these things about God. But, but I think the issue is here, what's the heart of it is that God is saying, listen, um, you know, we shouldn't be um, blaspheming his name or cursing God. Uh, another application of this particular command uh, would be, you know, don't make empty or false, uh, make, make an empty or false oath swearing by God's name. In other words, you kind of put God's name on it, saying, 
you know, I'm going to do this, and then you, you know, kind of say, swear in God's name, or you make a statement in God's name, and then not intend to keep it. You know, that's, that's, using, God's, that's using God's name in vain. That's in a, in a, vain just means in an empty way, without purpose. Um, and so uh, a, a scripture that comes to mind with that one is Leviticus 19.12, you shall not swear by my name falsely. And so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. And so, you know, one of the things, we, ways we can dishonor God's name is by um, swearing something, you know, saying I'm going to do such and such in his name, and then we don't do it. Right? That dishonors God's name. And, and so I'm just kind of quickly going through a few of these common applications, and then I'm going to kind of say, I will say it's broader than this. It's not just like, a lot of times we just kind of say, you know, what can I do and not get in trouble? <laughs> right? I mean, I do that sometimes. You know, what, what's a valid approach here? You know, what, what, can I, what can I do and not get in trouble for this? You know? And so I'm listing like three of these things, but then it's, we're going to open it up and say, what's really behind this? And we'll see it, it's much broader. So um, don't proclaim false visions. Or falsely claim to speak for God. This is taking God's name in vain. When somebody says something like, God told me, and God didn't tell them. Okay? Uh, or God told me to tell you. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure I've heard people tell me that God told them to do something, and I seriously question whether he did. Um, but... But, you know, and that's not to say that God doesn't impress things upon us and, you know, speak to us through his word and through his spirit. I'm not poo-pooing that at all, okay? But people, in the name of God, abuse that, right? And also just as a way of, like, authoritatively, you know, riding rough over maybe, maybe pastors or church leaders riding roughshod over their congregation and saying, you know, God told me this and we're going to, you know, what was the famous one here in Akron? The guy told him that he's going to build that tower. Ernest Angley, I think it was, right? Right? And, you know, it still sits there like half built. It's, there's a verse after that, too. You know, I mean, just the whole thing. Who goes to. Uh, but it's just, it's just, it happens all the time, uh, unfortunately. And so, you know, um, and we see God prohibiting this uh, in Jeremiah 23 25. He says, I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed, saying, I had this vision and God told me, and he didn't. They were just using it for their purposes, to advance their cause, or just to, like I said, kind of just on a power trip, okay? Um, so uh, those are several ways that um, it's possible to use God's name in vain. And we should definitely... You know, be careful with that. Um, and so those, those are just the common applications of, of third commandment. If you go to searching across the web and or looking commentaries, definitely taking, uh, uh, making oaths falsely, making promises in God's name and have no intentions of keeping them, and also just the idea of saying, thus saith the Lord and God never said. Right? Those are very common. Um, now, uh, oh. And what I'm going to say, and I think it's really true, what God is commanding in Exodus 20:17 is broader than those specific things. It's much bigger than that, right? And so this, take a look at the verse again, 
Uh, it says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. All right, I want to look at some of these words in here. All right, um, this is, again, just our verse today, what we're focusing in on. This word take, for some reason, everybody's thinking that that has to do with speaking. It, it doesn't have to be speaking. Okay, this, this word uh, is used to, to mean to take up or to carry. To take up God's name or to carry God's name. Well, it could mean speech, but it could mean just how we're behaving. Okay, and so, and so you know, what does he mean by take up? And then he says, take up God's name, right? God's name, Yahweh, I am who I am, that he, um, God reveals to Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, okay? He, he says, you know, because um, Moses is like, you know, when I go to Pharaoh, who should I say sent me, basically? You know, <laughs> you say, say the I am sent you, the, the God who is, right? And by saying that, and this is important too, by the way, um, it's just that, you know, this is not just how you spell God's name. What's in, the, in, in, the, in, the, uh, in biblical times and in Scripture, names really meant more than just like a label to identify a person, okay? Uh, they actually had something to do with that person's character, right, and, and the reality of who they are. So when God says, I am who I am, he's communicating a number of things. One is that he's always been. And he always will be, right? Self-existent, right? He, he, he's not here to serve anybody, right? And, and so he, he says, I am, I, am the, I am the I am. But it's, so it says to, uh, take, to carry or take up God's name in vain. Right? So he says, don't take up or carry God's name in vain or in an empty way. Or another way to say it is to have, to have no effect. Um, if somebody says, you know, I studied and I studied and I studied and it was all in vain and I flunked the test, okay? Um, well, in vain just means it was to no purpose. It seems like it had no effect, all of my studying, right? So to take, or carry, to take up or carry God's name in vain means you're doing something in his name that's having no effect as it should, okay? It's empty, all right? Now, um, take a look here in Exodus chapter 19. Okay? There's some scriptures I want to look at here that bears this idea out of carrying God's name because we, we, we somehow fixated over time on that that take the Lord's name in vain has to do with saying something okay, only. Um, and so I want to look at some, some passages here that, it, that really talking about God's name in vain is broader than just our word choices. Okay, so let's take a look here. Exodus chapter 19, 4 to 6. Okay, so this is before, before the giving of the law here, right? And we, we're in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. So before this, he says, You yourselves, this is God speaking to his people, you yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. And so, so God's telling him to tell this to, to his people that 
one of the things, and this is what I want to focus in on here, is God wants his people to know that through this covenant that I've made with you, you are to be a kingdom of priests. A kingdom of priests, okay? Um, And this is something also that is not just an Old Testament idea, but it's also a New Testament idea, right? So God's telling his people there, I have chosen you, I have delivered you, you are to be for me, among other things, a kingdom of priests. And then we see uh, in the New Testament, as uh, in First Peter, as Peter is speaking to believers, God's people, God's people who have been delivered from sin, right? Uh, they've been saved. Here's what he says. He says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may claim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so you see, this is a, this is a, just a, a whole Bible concept that God's people are chosen and set apart. And he uses that phrase here, a royal priesthood, very similar to a kingdom of priests that he says there in Exodus. All right? Everybody with me? All right. So, um, so one of the things that, uh, so what I'm going to talk about now is kind of what would a priest do in the Old Testament? Well, he did a lot of things. Um, but uh, one of the things that God told Aaron, the priest, to do was, uh, he would say, to pronounce a blessing um, on the people of God. And here's, uh, let's see here. Oh, that's the other verse, so let me, let me skip past that. Um, All right, I guess I didn't put this verse up here. But let, me, let me just share it with you. So, again, focusing in on the, we're a kingdom of priests, right? As believers, royal priesthood, what did the priest do? Well, one of the things the priest was to do was, and, and it says in, in Numbers chapter 6, 22 to 27, it says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to Aaron. Who's Aaron? The priest, right? And his son saying, thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, and then he's going to say a blessing, and you, this will be familiar to you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And then it says in verse 27, So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Okay, so, so we've got the priest here in the Old Testament. God told him to speak a blessing, and that at the end of that, God's saying, did you catch the part about the name? He says, so shall they put my name upon the people of Israel. So God's people are bearing his name, okay? You think about every believer, so even Old Testament, New Testament, any you know believer in Jesus, right? We bear God's name. We are, in a sense, representatives of his. Um, I just feel like I totally missed something here. Sorry. Here we go. Yeah, Exodus 28, 29. Um, Speaking about a priest bearing God's name and bearing things. And this is the thing you need to get. This bearing, this word to bear, is the same word as to take up. To take up the name. To take the name. It's the same word. NASA. N-A-S-A if you want to transliterate. That's the word, all right? You learned a Hebrew word today, NASA, okay? And that just simply means 
to take up or to bear or to carry, right? In, the, in these one passages where it's talking about the priest, right? He's going to say a blessing, and the people of God are to bear God's name, to NASA his name, right? And we saw in, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, that we are to, uh, to not take or NASA the name of God in vain, okay? So, um, look at this Exodus chapter uh, 28, 29. Again, speaking of Aaron the priest, so, so Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel in the breastpiece of judgment on his heart. So, had all the 12 tribes of Israel on the breastplate of the priest, right? He's bearing their names. He's NASAing their names as he goes into the presence of God, okay? And so it says, uh, to bring, it says uh, there that when he goes into the holy place, to bring them to regular remembrance before the Lord. Um, so it was, it was symbolic. As he goes in here, he's representing all the people of God, right? All right, so all of this connection here saying that we are royal, a royal priesthood. We are, uh, just being part of the people of God, we bear his name. Right? We bear his name. And so, um, as, as bearing his name as followers of Jesus and royals priests, we take up and carry the name of God with us wherever we go, for good or for bad. Right? For good or for bad. In fact, um, uh, in Ezekiel, maybe, maybe 36, I don't know, read the book of Ezekiel, I can't remember the exact place. Um, and that'll, you'll have fun doing that. Uh, Ezekiel's a wild ride as you go through that. Um, but, but in that book, God talks about how, um, you know, the fact that God's people were exiled um, was a blemish on his name. It was a blemish on his name, the fact that they had to be disciplined and taken away. Okay? And so, um, you probably get where I'm going with this then. The question is, is do, we, do we do this in vain? Do we do we in vain, do we carry it to no effect? In other words, what effect am I having as I go through my life and I bear the name of God? Right? Am I influencing people for good or for ill? Am I a good representative of Jesus Christ or a bad one? Right? What, how, what effect am I having? Right? So to bear God's name in vain, to take it up in vain, for us as believers, beyond just speech, is going to be Right? Uh, am I a good ambassador for Christ? Am I having a good effect for Jesus? Because we bear his name, right? You identify as a Christian, right? People are watching you, right? They're watching you. Now, now certainly, you'll have plenty of opportunities to say, I'm not perfect, you know? Uh, please forgive me. I messed up, Right? I remember I I learned that lesson real quick right after I became a believer, and somebody in my dorm room saw me do something that wasn't right, or I said something that wasn't right, wasn't wasn't befitting a Christ follower, and I I realized, oh yeah, that's right. And so I just said, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, I'm not perfect now, but I am a, a, I'm I'm a person in progress, um, but by the grace of God, I am forgiven, you know, would you like to know about that, right? Um, And so... You know, because, you know, if they see you coming forth in, in truthfulness like that, and not, not coming across as like, oh, I got it all together now that I know Jesus, um, then, 
you know, I think people are more like inclined to listen as you're being real. Right? If somebody cross, comes across and says, I've, 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 I've reached sinless perfection, which one of the oval preachers used to say down on campus, unlike Tom Short, okay, uh, this guy claimed sinless perfection. I just wanted to go up and spit in his face and say, you know that thought you're having right now? That's sin, okay? That is wrong. You know, because I'm just like, that is not biblical, man. And I know there's a whole branch of the, of our, of the church family, capital C, that, that believes that, but I, it's just not right, okay? Um, anyway, a little rabbit trail there. Um, but, but here, just, so I, I hope you get to see that, that whole point about that we're a kingdom of priests, we bear his name, right? As his people, we bear his name. And as such, to, to take up or to take the Lord's name in vain also just involves that we're misrepresenting him. We're not honoring his name by living the life he's called us to, right? Before a watching world, right? And that's, that's a tall order, right? We need the grace of God. We need the grace of God to, to live in a way that's honoring to his name. And, and thanks be to God, uh, because of Christ, we are forgiven. And that when we do stumble and fall, we, we, are, we are covered by the blood of Jesus. Okay? But that does not give us an excuse, though, to just say, oh, well, no big deal. I'll be forgiven anyway. You know, that's, like, that's, that's kind of like belittling what Christ did for you. Right? What, what that should do is to say, Lord, I want to grow in this area. Or you talk to your brother and sister in Jesus and say, you know what, I'm really struggling with this thing right here. Um, and God's really just landed on my heart. I, I need to find a way to, to, to make some progress. Could you help? Right? Uh, that's what biblical community does. It doesn't like go around pretending that we've all got it together and you just, hey, how you doing? Great! You know, while everything's falling apart. No, no, you need to be real and you, you express what's happening. And, and then you and you and you try to help each other. You point each other to Jesus, right? That's what you got to do. You got to point each other to Jesus, and then the Scriptures for for help. Um, so, um, the, this is really just again much broader than the words we say. This command. Now, uh, I'm just going to end with this verse. Uh, this will be familiar probably to most of you. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. Uh, it says, and whatever you do in word or deed. So there you go. It's kind of covering the thing. Do everything. I love the everything verses. It's just, it's just like fill in the blank, man. Whatever you're doing. Folding laundry, putting gas in the tank. Lord, help us with the gas. But, but you know, uh, Whatever you do, raising your kids, you know, uh, uh, trying to help your kids know how to work things out in relationships, you know, whatever you're doing, right? Uh, uh, giving, it says, it every, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, all right? Well, it's the same thing we've been talking about here. Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, kind of do everything as if, you know, the Lord is with you and, and everybody's seeing you as a believer, and it's like they're saying, what you're doing is what Jesus would do, okay? Think about that, right? Do I want the Lord, uh, you know, being associated with everything I'm thinking and doing and saying, right? And that's, that's the challenge. We want to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, that it could put Jesus' name 
on it. Amen? That's what we need. And we need His help, right? So, you know, this is, this is the way the Christian life is. We're called to holiness and godliness, but we realize we're, it's, we're in a struggle, right? We have remaining sin, and we want to try to fight and, and live the way God has called us to, and we're constantly falling on His mercy and grace that comes through Jesus. Do you see that tension? That's the tension we live in. We're, we're you know, sin-free is coming when, when, when Jesus returns and we're with Him. Okay, that's when we will no longer battle our sin nature. Okay, but until that time, He does call us to engage in that battle daily against sin. Okay, He does, and you just you just look at the letters of Paul, and you see His constant call, right, to righteousness, and at the same time, falling on the mercy of God. Okay? It's got to be both and, not one or the other. Okay. Um, so here we have it. And this is this could be the verse you put on the, you know, on your on your dash this week, uh, or up on the on the mirror, or as you're going around, put it in your pocket, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, and um, let's just pray together right now. Let's just pray, Lord. We we need your help, God. We want to do everything uh, in the name of Jesus, and that Jesus would would put his stamp of approval on it. And God, we need your help in our speech, as it says here, in word or deed, in our actions, um, in our hearts, God. Um, we just confess, Lord, there might be some things in our heart that, that's not having a right attitude that, that would be bringing honor to the name of Jesus and to your name, God, the Father. But, but um, we do give you thanks. We do give you thanks, God, that you have provided, you've made provision for our sin, that when we do a sin, that it's covered by the blood of Jesus, and that there's nothing we have to do to earn your good favor, but when we first put our faith in Christ, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, it says, we are, we're, we're yours for sure. I mean, that's the way it works. And so uh, when we put our faith in you, and so God, thank you so much. Uh, for this reminder today to not take the Lord's name in vain. And Lord, help us not only to focus on our speech, uh, but also just on what's going on inside our lives. And Lord, even help us uh, help each other in the areas that we might be struggling. Help us to be open and to, to see that, um, the, uh, that we can be open about our struggles and to, to look for prayer support and, and encouragement and and even just um, uh, sharing scripture with each other that might be helpful um, or ways of thinking about living for you that might be helpful. Lord, help us to not struggle alone in these things. In Christ's name we pray, amen.